Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 through 6. You want to look at this uh, story between God and Abraham. Um, and what we have um, been talking about the last few weeks is a theology of God and how important that is for us as believers. And sometimes we don't think we're doing theology, but um, we can read God's Word and find out that God um, tells us certain things about Himself that, that apply to our lives and apply to our relationship with Him and that we need to um, understand who God is. And theology is the way of doing that. And I've been focusing on biblical data here, connecting God to um, certain things and uh, to uh, certain um, themes that come up in theology. And I hope that this is helpful to you. But I want to read to you from Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 through 6. And it says this, After these things the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have been given me, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, This man shall not be your heir, for your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look at toward heaven, and number the stars, if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. <clears throat> Let's pray again this morning. Lord, we just ask God that you would add a, a, a blessing to your word. Let it go forth and not return void. Help us to receive it today, Lord. Help us to have open eyes and open ears to what you have. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. We live in a culture today, and, and it's, it's not just um, in recent years, but it's been one of the questions that mankind has had for a long time, is um, why don't I hear from God? How can I know God's will? Or does God even speak at all today? Because we, we, we know God, um, or, or we see in the Bible, God spoke to the Old Testament prophets and spoke and appeared to certain people. But why does He not um, come to us these days? Why, why, why does, you know, is, is God silent? Is, is God gone? Is God dead? Um, you know, people are asking this question. How, how do we know that, that God is around, that God is, is real? And, and what does that have to do with my life anymore? We live in a culture today that focuses, you know, on, um, you know, whenever they think of God, they think of their own health and wealth. Or they, they think of, if I'm, as long as I'm a good person and do the right things, I'm going to make it to heaven. Um, that's not what the gospel teaches, by the way. Um, that there is a morality involved in serving Christ. And, and we have this idea, too, that um, God is there, but only when I need Him. I don't want God involved in my life anymore, but when I need Him, I want Him to be there, and, and, we want, and I want Him to show up. And, and we have that idea about God, and when He doesn't show up when we think He ought to, 
um, you know, we, we tend to, you know, turn away and lose our faith, and, and um, you know, we, we begin um, uh, drawing away from God and, 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 and slipping away from His church. You know, um, what's the point to all this? But I can tell you that as I read the Scriptures, and, and, as, and, and as I understand um, God and what He has shown us, is that God does show us things. God does reveal us His truth. God, God reveals Himself to us, and sometimes in ways that we may not even realize. And, you know, in this passage that I read, for example, God, God is um, talking to Abraham um, through a vision, but I would argue that we have something even better today than what Abram, Abram had as far as an intimate close, communicative relationship with God. In the passage, this is Abram. And I, I, I think God knows Abram's heart. And I think going through the, this journey that, that Abram has been on with God, um, <clears throat> God, God has gotten to know Abram, uh, Abram's heart. He already knows Abram's heart. And, and, and Abram is learning about this God who he's been introduced to, this this creator God, the one true God. And, and, and a a Abram is just you know, beginning to scratch the surface of who God is here. This, this is early on. This is Genesis. And, uh, and, and, and through Abram, God has made some um, you know, powerful blessings in, um, for the world. But Abram you know, is, is despairing because he doesn't have an heir. And having a male heir was very important in those days. Having someone to carry on uh, your, your work, to carry on your life, that, that's how they had continuity. You know, that, that was eternal life to them, so to speak. That, 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 that's how they, they kept things going, was to make sure that they had an heir to carry on their household and their work. And, and that, that was you know, th th their way of, 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 of living out their lives. And and in continuity and in forwardness, and so Abraham is is despairing. I think of God's promises, and God has taken this moment because He knows Abram's heart. We're not privy to what God knows. We just all of a sudden um, God reveals something to Abram, and I, and I think that the moment um, uh, it was important for him. But God comes to Abram. It says that He comes in a vision. He appears to Abram in, in, in a vision. Now, was Abraham asleep? Was he in a trance? Uh, you know, I'm not sure how this happens um, necessarily, but he had a vision of, of the Lord appear to him. And, 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 and in this vision, God appears to Abram and says, Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Your reward shall be great. He's encouraging Abram not only on his journey through through the um, the wilderness into into the Canaan land, and and not only in in in, in, in into this um, uh, place where he has brought him, but he is he's, uh, on this journey of life that he's on, this journey of relationship that that God has has led him on. God is 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 leading and guiding and um, encouraging Abram, and he tells him. I am your shield. In other words, I am the one who protects you. 
I, I, I am your protection in the world. And he tells him that, um, you know, I'm going to greatly reward you. If, we, if you know anything about Abram, a, a, Abram received a call. He was in southern Babylon. We talked about this a few weeks ago um, when we were talking about um, God as judge. But, but Abram was in what, what's now southern Iraq <laughs> and was called out of that area by God himself. And, and God says, you know, appears to him and, and, and in a voice calls Abram to follow him. And Abraham obeyed and took him and all his family um, you know, uh, his, his nephew Lot decided to go with him and his family and they, they traveled north you, you, you didn't travel right across the desert the Sahara Desert you traveled north along the Fertile Crescent then came down into Canaan I mean that, that was a pretty long journey for, for him and his family and, and all the flocks that he had to Canaan and he did that simply because the Lord called him to do it and he obeyed him I mean, you know, God appeared to him in a voice. He heard an audible voice calling him to go to this place. And here he is now. And his wife is barren. And, you know, she can't have a child. She's never been able to. And a servant, a faithful servant in his house was going to be his heir. And he had no sons to be an heir. He only had a servant in his household. But the Lord said, Fear not, Abram. I am your reward. I, may, I am your shield, and I have a reward for you. So a, a, Abram, in his desperation, and this is probably why God tried to encourage him at this point, he asked the question. He says, Lord, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. Meaning, of course, you know, there, there's no reward that you can give me that's greater than having a child, and especially someone who is going to be an heir to my household. What, what can you give me that's, that, that, that's greater than a child? And the Lord came to him and said, This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And then the Lord in this vision brings him outside and he says, look at the stars of heaven and try to count them if you can. That's how numerous your offspring will be. God came that day and revealed himself to Abram and spoke to him directly. He spoke to him as, as, as a man speaks to another man. In this, this vision that, that Abram had, God comes and He communicates through visions. Sometimes God communicates through dreams. Sometimes, you know, in the story of um, the Sodom and Gomorrah, God, God appeared to him in the form of a man. And um, Abram has his debate with, um, um, with God about you know, saving those in the city who are righteous. God communicated in different ways in, in, in the Old Testament. God personally revealed himself to Abram in this instance. He personally came to Abram in, in, in a vision and spoke to him. And it says here also, verse 6, and I think this is a key verse to understand, when we're talking about a personal relationship with God and him personally communicating with us, 
and personally revealing Himself to us, He says this, And He believed the Lord, and He counted it to Him as righteousness. When Abram received this word from the Lord, in which God was revealing Himself to Abram, Abram chose to believe what God told him. <laughs> In other words, Abram had faith. Isn't that what that means? He had faith in God's Word. He believed the Word that the Lord gave him for that instance. He believed the promise of God. He believed the promise that God made that said, you will have an heir, a son, not this servant, but, but you will have a son who will be an heir for you. And of course, Abram, you know, could have doubted that. He says, you know, I, when, he, when he left um, Ur of the Chaldees, he was 70 years old. And his wife was 60 years old. I mean, they were beyond childbearing years. They, they, they were beyond that. that, that there's no way um, uh, in, in human understanding that his wife Sarah could conceive and have a child. And, and this was early on in Abram's journey. He could have chose to say, are you crazy? He says, how is that going to happen? But in his travels and, and journeys with the Lord, he knew that, that, that God did not lie, that God did not change his mind, God had revealed Himself to be faithful to Abram, and He promised to be Abram's shield and would give him great rewards for his obedience. <coughs> and, and God had been with him in this journey. What little he knew of God, he, he already cho chose to believe. And now he's choosing again to believe God in this instance. And because he believed God, it says that God counted him as righteous. He considered Abram to be right with God, right with himself, right according to his standards, you know, not, not just in the sense of being correct, but in, but in the sense of meeting the standard that God had, Abram was counted as righteous before the Lord simply because of his faith. And... After this scene in the following verses, God, God seals this promise with a covenant. And He, and he seals it with, with, with blood. And, and, and He appears um, in, as a smoking fire pot and moves in between the pieces of the animal that they slaughtered. And, 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 and He made promises, more promises to Abram. That He would be Abram's God and Abram, and, 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 and Abram would be and his family would be his people. But it's that, it's, it's that belief, that faith that Abram had that, that brought him into this deeper and deeper relationship with God. And God had revealed himself to Abram. This time in a vision, and, and, and in speech and in words, yes. God doesn't always just use visions and dreams. But God revealed Himself personally to Abram. Now, let's, let's bring that in, into our times today. You know, what does this mean for us today? 
Does, does God, who is infinite and is the transcendent creator, we've already established that, and as the judge of all the earth, so we know that he's, he's good and merciful, yet he, he will not allow the guilty to go unpunished. Those two things we know about God means that he has, um, he's over and above this world. This world comes from him. He is the, the, the true God who made the world and, and has the right to uh, rule over it and, 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 and to judge it. All those things, we, if, if we know those things, then, then we know that God has to have some way within His nature of communicating with human beings, and He does so. And He still does, though. God does not change. If, if He communicated with them then, He communicates with us today. And you say, well, how in the world does that happen? I don't see God. God doesn't necessarily appear to, appear to me in, in, in human flesh anymore, or as a man. God doesn't necessarily appear to me in dreams. God doesn't necessarily appear to me in visions. Well, it's like this. In, in Abram's case here, this is a specific case where God is setting up His salvation plan for the world. This is salvation history. And, and, and Abram has a special place in this history. So we sh what I'm saying is we should not necessarily expect God to communicate in the same way with us today that He did with Abram. But God still communicates with us. And in fact, you know, um, throughout th this word, because people recorded history for us, God speaks to us through this word. That, and, and that's one of the ways that He speaks to us. Because we have this word of, of God's actions in the past and the things that He did, we, God speaks to us through His word. He communicates truth to us, to us through this word. He still speaks to us today. We, we, we wouldn't know that God was a personal revealer if He didn't have Moses writing the, uh, the, the uh, first five books of the Old Testament, revealing the fact that, he, that in His character, God communicates with His people. He personally communicates with us. Now at this point in history, you know, the, 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 there's still the, this separation between God and man because of, because of their sinfulness. You know, God is still the righteous judge of all the earth who is, who is holy. And, 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 and if His presence were to come um, into the world directly uh, confronting Abram, His full-on presence, Abram would probably die because Abram is, is not um, absolute holiness. In fact, he's very unrighteous at, at when we look at his story. And because he's a human being with original sin, he's a very sinful, unrighteous person. But God still chose him. God still wanted to bring him into a relationship with him. In fact, I would, I would even say this. God is the creator of the world, made us in his image, so that he could communicate with us. Because if, if we were made in a way where we couldn't communicate with God or communicate at all, there would be no way for us to have a relationship with Him or anyone else. God made us specifically for communication. God communicates Himself and reveals Himself to His people in many ways. One of them is this recorded word. But I would even say better than this recorded word 
God himself came into the world. Through the Son, Jesus Christ, who took on human flesh and dwelled among us. Jesus is God's ultimate revelation to us. Jesus came and spoke God's word to us. He came and brought God's kingdom to this earth. Now when I say kingdom, we, we, we don't have a, a, a visible kingdom yet. Jesus came to um, uh, bring people into this kingdom, but, he, but they needed a, a transformation of their heart. They, they needed you know, to themselves move from unrighteousness to righteousness. They, they themselves needed to be cleansed of their sins before they could be in relationship with God again in His kingdom. And so He comes the first time to do away with sin in the hearts of people and then welcomes them into His kingdom as, as heirs along with Him of God's promises. And how does He do that? Because they believed in God and God counted them righteous because of it. You see, God communicates to His world, and He still does. He does it through His Word. He's done it through Jesus Christ. God still communicates through His world today, and that's through the agency of His Holy Spirit. Jesus is God's ultimate revelation. But He also gave us the gift of the Spirit, those who believe, so that we can have a communication with God ourselves. So through this Word, through the Son, Jesus Christ, and I'm throwing everything around up here. <laughs> i got too many things in my Bible at the moment. Through, through His Word and, and, and through His Son, and now through the Holy Spirit, God communicates to, to His people. He still speaks today. The problem is, do we believe and, and do we therefore receive a relationship with Him? Do we believe it? Do we have faith in it? And I believe also God speaks through us as believers in Jesus Christ. And so, so when we go out and proclaim the gospel, we're acting as um, revealers of God to people. But God speaks through His Word. God, God speaks, has spoken through the Son, Jesus Christ. God speaks to, to everyone through the Holy Spirit. The, those who, who don't believe, the Spirit speaks to them in order, and, and, and speaks to their hearts and tries to draw them in. Those who do believe, He teaches and encourages them. And we have a far better communication than even Abram had. Um, you know, think about it. You know, if, if God appeared to us, then, then what's the need for faith anymore? But God, God wants faith in his, in his people. God wants them to believe Him. God wants people to take Him at His word. And so when God speaks to us, we either have to accept that word or we have to reject it. It's not a matter of, of um, you know, God speaking and all of a sudden we, we you know, hear Him. He is, he, he, the purpose of His communication is to bring us back into a personal relationship with Him. And so when God speaks to us, we have to respond by listening and believing what he says and accepting it. And then, just like Abram, he'll count us righteous. 
When Jesus came into this world, he says it, 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 is, it was faith that would be rewarded. Paul, the, the, the great communicator, says in Romans that we are made right by God's faith. We are justified in God's sight through our faith in Him. It's not about us becoming moral. It's not about us becoming, um, you know, all of a sudden saintly. That's putting the cart before the horse. <laughs> what we have to do is listen to God, listen to His message, receive what He says and believe it, and then He counts us as righteous. And since Jesus is the ultimate revelation of God's Word to us, His communication to us, His revelation to the world, we must believe the Son, Jesus Christ, and what He says, and accept what He says, in order to be counted righteous before God and to have a relationship with Him again. But God is a personal revealer, and He still speaks to us today. And, 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 and those who believe by faith in the Son, Jesus Christ, and have received Him, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so we have a close communication with God because those who believe in Jesus Christ have God dwelling within them. You and I become the temple of the living God when we accept Jesus Christ as Savior. And, and, and the Spirit works in us to cleanse us of those sins, to, to, to make us um, more and more sanctified, to make us holy so that we can relate to God better, so that one day we'll be prepared to be in His full-on presence. You know, God, God doesn't expect us to clean ourselves up. He does the cleaning up. All we have to do is accept Him and His Word and believe it and receive it. God is a personal revealer. And He speaks to us, especially the, 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 the revelation of Himself, that He is the God of the universe, that, that He is setting up a kingdom for us, that He wants a personal relationship with His people. That's His ultimate revelation. But I also believe that God can speak to us on a daily basis if we allow that. We, we must accept God as personal revealer by faith, first and foremost, believing what He says. But once we've done that, what we have is a personal communication with Him, and that's prayer. Prayer is our personal communication with God. Whether that's a, a prayer we say internally within ourselves, whether that's a, a prayer we do at our home with our family, whether it's uh, something we, we do you know, with, with other people in public, like in a church setting. Well, you know, prayer is your personal communication with God. So many people want to come and have the pastor pray for them, and I understand that. That's fine. That's part of my role as a pastor is to pray for people. But you also have that communication with God too. If you believe in the Son, Jesus Christ, you've accepted His salvation. You know, uh, this, um, this scene here in, in Abram, when I, when I, when I mentioned that, that God um, performed a sacrifice and shed some blood in order to make this covenant for Abram. That points to Jesus Christ and the sacrifice He made, except His sacrifice was once for all time. 
there is a sacrifice in blood that Jesus um, did for us in order to help us, in order, in order to seal that covenant between us and God. And that, that atonement atones for our sins and our sinfulness. But prayers are our personal communication with God, and we have that personal communication with God because we've had our sins forgiven, we've been counted righteous because of our faith, and then it's righteous in reality because of what Christ did on the cross, and, and by the fact that He's also given us His Holy Spirit. But He counts us righteous first, and then when we receive the, the Spirit, He begins making us actually righteous. But when we pray to Him, we have that communication with Him. We have an inner communication with God that, that helps us. And God also still speaks through His church, through other people. God still speaks to us through His Word. This, this Word was inspired by God's Spirit. But you personally have a communication with God through prayer. Some people you know, are still looking for things like visions. Why doesn't God just show up and appear to me? Some people are, are, are saying, Lord, just give me a sign um, that, that you want me to do this or that. Or Lord, why, why don't you just tell me what to do? And what we really need is a prayer of faith. And then we go forward and do, you know, it, I think God gives us some, some decision-making capacity. Otherwise, why make us with any type of reason or, um, or any kind of mind or whatever? And, you know, it, Jesus himself said this, a wicked and perverse generation seeks after a sign. We shouldn't be seeking for signs if, if we are already believers in Jesus Christ. What we should be doing is being on our knees in prayer and, and being faithful, not, not only in prayer, but in, in our service to God, listening to Him, drawing near to Him, listening to, to God's Spirit speak to our hearts. Rather than look, looking for outward visible signs, it's faith that pleases God more than anything else. And faith brings us His revelation, and faith brings us closer to Him, and prayer is our communication with God. God doesn't leave us alone to fend for ourselves. God doesn't leave us alone to figure things out on our own. He speaks to us through His Word. He speaks to us through His Spirit. He speaks to us sometimes through other believers. But we have a personal communication with God that, that cannot be taken away from us if we have received it by faith. So my question to you is, are, are you listening for God's voice but are frustrated because you can't seem to hear it? Or maybe you're feeling that, that God doesn't um, care about you for whatever reason. That, that God is not interested in, in, in speaking to you for whatever reasons. That is not the nature of God. God does speak and He wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to your heart. He wants a relationship with you. He wants a personal relationship with you. With each and every one of you. God is able to do that because God is infinite. If you're feeling that way today, if you're feeling that, that God isn't communicating with you, if you're feeling like God is, is, is uh, you're praying to, to a, 
a, a, a closed ceiling. I think it has more to do with our faith and our position more so than it does with God. Let's stand.